Hello, hello, and welcome to this special episode of Ask, Ask Alia. Dun, 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 dun. So why is it special? Well, it's coming from a hotel room in Waterloo in London. So if not special, it is at least a little bit different. Uh, you might notice there's a difference in sound quality. My voice is a little bit different because of all of the drinking that I've been engaging with since I've been here. Um, you may also hear the sound of sirens occasionally because something is always going down. So either an ambulance or a police car will always be on the streets of London and, well, basically just disrupt background noise. Now, when I advertised this episode on social media, I went with hashtag Alia on tour. Now, I'm not really on tour. It's just one city, but I would like to be on tour. Preferably a book tour with my first book, The Frustrated Women's Club, which is, incidentally, celebrating its first week in the market. Oh, I feel like um, I kind of sound like Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, um, where he's all, oh, which, incidentally, when he's talking about his own book, um, his biography, Magical Me, incidentally, celebrating its whatever, whatever week atop the Daily Profits bestseller list. Um, yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not on any... Um, bestseller list for any newspaper, definitely not for the Daily Profit, but I can be if people buy my book. So you can definitely, definitely order it on Amazon globally, but it is also available on several audiobook platforms, including Audible, if that is more your kind of bag. Um, if you're more of a listener than a reader, then this is also an option. So you can find the link to buy the paperback book or the audiobook or the Kindle book on my bio on Instagram <laughs> as the as the jingle. Well, not the jingle exactly, but as my um, introductory music goes, it's Ask Ask Alia. So my handle is Ask underscore Alia underscore. So what else has been going on? Well, um, as I said, I have been in London for the past few days and it's been great. Um, the first day I was here, I went to Soho and Oxford Circus and I saw Stephen Fry. It was so cool. I literally screamed, oh my God, you're Stephen Fry. And I waved at him and I walked away. I've done this before as well in front of another celebrity, in front of a Bollywood actor. Actually, I saw Sanjay at a restaurant in Dubai having lunch with his family. Poor thing. He was just trying to have quality time with his family. And me, drunk as fuck, I just walk up to him and I go, oh my God, you're Sanjay that. And, I, and he smiled and he said, yes, I am. And then I just walked away. Clearly, I know how to be the picture of composure in front of celebrities. But uh, yeah, I'm always going to regret not taking a, a photo with Stephen Fry. I could have, but it would have been just, it was, so he was just casually walking along Savile Row. I could have done it, but then someone else also saw him and probably did the same thing. Oh my God, it's um, Stephen Fry. Um, so this other guy was taking a photo with him and then I was on the phone. Um, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't exactly stop the phone call and just be like, can you just hang on? And he, I could have actually, I could have said, can you hang on? I just need to take a photo with Stephen Fry. Um, but yeah that happened which was uh, it, it it sounds like it was the highlight um of the past few days it wasn't it was just one of the good things um but uh yeah i think uh, maybe walking along and not speaking to him would have been the best choice because i feel like if i did go up to him um i would have just said oh i really enjoy your work on the harry potter audiobooks and he might have been like oh yes but i also have other excellent work and then i would have said you do but to me your work as a voice of voldemort is the cherry on top of the sunday that you are no that's not true i hate cherries on sundays 
Um, he is the chocolate drizzle on a Sunday. But uh, if you haven't, definitely listen to the audiobooks um, of Harry Potter because he's so posh. He makes the, ha- the Harry Potter books so posh. As Voldemort, he is so shrill, which makes it so much less terrifying. And he just says these words. I think I've said it before on one of the podcast episodes as well when I started uh, listening to them before. Uh, the bank is not Gringotts, it's Gringotts. And <laughs> the memory charm is not Obliviate, it's Obliviate. So, yeah, it's a, it's a laugh. Anyway, what else is happening? Um, what else have I been up to since being here? Oh, I went to a wartime London Underground-inspired bar in Soho, which was so cool. Um, so anyone who knows me knows that I'm practically obsessed with the Second World War. So this bar was just the perfect place for me. Um, so this one was nice. And then there were places that I went to yesterday that were really nice as well. As well. Um, it's been quite a few boozy days, not going to lie. Um, when I log my food intake into my tracking app, dinner is basically just cocktails. But luckily, the amount of walking that I'm doing and the amount of exercise that, that is amounting to has been enough to cancel the negative effects of the alcohol. And it's, I mean, it's not the healthiest thing I've ever done, but I've also, yeah, because I've known that I'm going to be drinking a lot. I haven't actually been eating that much. So, you know, great uh, health decisions all around. You know, you would ask, is it strictly necessary to drink? Uh, No, it isn't. But what else do you do when you meet old friends? And that brings me to the topic for today. Nostalgia is a bitch. So, you know, through the past few days, obviously going back to some of the places that I used to go to at university, meeting university friends, um, it just, it brings back a lot of memories, obviously. And you start to get nostalgic about how life used to be. And nostalgia is not something that you can get away from because for the past few years, I think, um, life in general has been quite challenging. Um, we, you know, we have almost got through it, but the pandemic, I think, brought about the most nostalgic sentiment that I have ever witnessed. Um, I think collectively, we were just all thinking about, oh, you know, we, we can't believe we took life as we knew it for granted to the extent that now we don't even have anything outside of our homes. So nostalgia as a concept has been prevalent with us, I think, for the past few years, and it's just kind of grown deeper, this um, this sentiment of just thinking about the past and feeling a literal pain in, in our hearts and in our minds. So the word nostalgia, it comes from Greek words, which basically mean pain um, and homecoming. So there were soldiers who would feel the pain of missing their homes, and it was so heart-wrenching that they diagnosed it as a medical condition. And, you know, nostalgia became an actual um, almost health problem. And it is, if you think about it, it is a drain on your mental health. Uh, But anyway, I read this blog post once that described nostalgia as a romantic word for time travel. And the writer um, seemed very bamboozled by the idea of nostalgia being the most efficient and fastest method of time travel for the mind. It makes sense, though, doesn't it, that the nostalgia is basically time travel for your mind. You literally just close your eyes and you find yourself back in a place of the past, even though you're not physically there. Um, another reference to nostalgia is on the American version of The Office, where the character Andy says, 
I wish there was a note and uh, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've left them. This is such a relatable statement. You never know you're in the part of your life that you're going to miss the most. So the past few days have made me feel that uh, just a little bit more. So any time that I come back to London, I'm taken back to my old life. And not to say that the life that I'm living now in the most glamorous city in the world is bad, but you do miss the life that you used to live. You do think about it. And you know why that is? It's because you never appreciate it enough when you're actually living your life, when you're going through specific moments. So the life that I'm living now, for example, the life that I have in Dubai, I'm probably thinking, oh, I miss um, living in London, living that city life, um, you know, just having no rules and going out and about and just basically faffing about through life. And then who's to say, you know, a few years from now, I'm probably going to think, oh, that life in Dubai that I used to have living in my parents' house, it was just so wonderful. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a very common thing. You just, you don't know you're in the good old days before you've left them. You never appreciate it enough when you're actually going through those moments. At any given point of time, I feel like we're either thinking about the future in the sense that we're stressing about what's going to happen, or we're thinking about how things used to be great in the good old days. I feel like we barely ever stop to think about how good things are right now. Even when we're in the present, we're rarely ever truly in it. Um, you know, if you're if you're doing something nice in the present, for example, you're probably capturing photos and videos with the intention of looking back on this in the future. So you're basically kind of setting yourself up for the future to be able to think about the past. So can you honestly say that in this present moment, while this thing is happening, that you're truly, completely and unashamedly living it to the best of your capability? I mean, it's not a bad thing, um, you know, taking pictures and making sure you have something for the future to soak in the past memories um, with. But I just feel like the amount of importance that we give to the present is not nearly the same as the value we attach to the past or the future. And it's so funny because it doesn't even take that much um, for us to be nostalgic. Little things can transport us mentally into the past and quite easily too. Um, for example, there is a very specific smell of a type of coffee that takes me back to a trip to Philadelphia when I was visiting my sister. And it's not like a very um, kind of rare coffee bean or anything. It's literally just a type of Starbucks coffee that takes me back to a Wawa supermarket in Philadelphia where I remember I had the hotel that I was staying at didn't have... Um, mugs or anything they just had starbucks coffee cups because their coffee beans used to come from starbucks and the coffee machine had it kind of pre-installed and you could literally just get the coffee out into starbucks cups and you could take it um to go so i took my coffee to go to the wawa supermarket and i remember when i was at the till the lady said uh oh you're too um what was the word she was just she basically just made it sound like i'm too um bougie to be drinking Wawa supermarket coffees. That's why I've got my own Starbucks coffee. And I just wanted to tell her, listen, Starbucks coffee is shit. But obviously I didn't. But um, yeah, it just it just kind of takes me back to that story where she made me feel like I'm uh, in a joking way. She tried to make me sound like a bougie person. Um, and for a second, I thought, yeah, yeah, I am bougie, actually. Um, but yeah, you know, just simple things or there's a black dress, for example, that takes me back to the queue outside a club in Birmingham. 
Um, music is the is is the big one. Old school music always reminds you of a time um, in the past. So, for example, there's a song called "Bedroom Eyes" by Natty. It's not a dirty song. Before anyone goes in that direction, it's just called "Bedroom Eyes." It's, there's nothing sexy. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of a sexy element to it, but it's a very sweet song. Um, and I used to listen to it when I used to walk from my flat to my university. So whenever I listen to the song, and if I close my eyes, I can almost relive the scene of the of, of Blackfriars Bridge um, on that walk from home to university. So it's just when when that writer of that blog post said that it's the most efficient way of engaging in time travel for your mind, I feel like that is absolutely correct. Simple things can take you back to a part of your life that exists only in your mind. So I asked a few people what they get most nostalgic about and unsurprisingly the most commonly occurring theme seems to be university, which I understand. It is the part of our lives where we are so carefree, it just, it seems like, it almost seems like a surreal part of our lives because we're not there anymore. You know, we even though, um, you know, we're in our kind of for for someone like me, for example, in their late twenties, um, you know, they've got a they've got a job, they've got, you know, a social life and everything. Um, so there's nothing really to complain about, but it still feels like there's a lot of adult things going on. There are certain responsibilities that we need to think about. There are certain expectations that people have of us. Um, even though I've spoken about you know, how expectations are basically just social constructs and that nothing, that, that there's nothing really in the world that can't be challenged. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just a thing now. It's just something that we live with. So, you know, we do, we do have responsibilities attached to us and expectations of us. But university was really the only time where, yeah, despite having the expectation that we have to kind of see the university time through, make sure that we've got... Um, reasonable grades out of it so that we can make a you know decent living after that sort of thing even though those were the expectations attached to university it was still a time that a lot of us get nostalgic about um, my parents used to say that school um, you know um, especially secondary school is the most carefree part of life but it wasn't for me I hated school I hated the teachers who would kind of equate intelligence to grades and one time a teacher told me that I need to learn how to be humble from my sister and that I am too outspoken I don't even know what that meant but it was basically just a place where I was made to feel like shit but university is where most people truly discover themselves because a lot of us tend to go away from home when we're at university and when we're away from home, we get a chance to be someone of our own making. We This is almost the first chance for us to step outside the shadow of our families. There's no, you know, when we go out into the world, there's no um, background voices telling us what to think or what to feel or what to make of certain situations. So it's sort of the first chance for us to see how we are out in the world. It's still not the real world. It's still a very sheltered world. We're still in university. We've got, you know, um, either parents supporting us or student loans supporting us. It's not something that we're kind of doing ourselves, but it's still quite daunting because we are still stepping out of our comfort zone and we're still almost, if not reinventing, then inventing ourselves because this is the time where we can truly think for ourselves and 
have no pressure outside of us. It's it's possibly the most amount of freedom that we have ever had, where we can make mistakes with minimal consequence. So one of my friends said that she misses university and her first job because she feels like she never really took advantage of it. She felt like she could have maybe met more people. She could have gone out on more dates, but she just didn't for whatever reason. It's something that a lot of us do. Um, You know, we keep thinking, yeah, you know, I've got time. I can go out on dates. I can meet new people later, but later never comes because it just it just doesn't happen because we didn't really truly live in the present. It's again, it's like Andy from The Office saying, I wish we could tell we're in the good old days before we left them. Because for example, for this, for this friend of mine, while she was at university and while she was at her first job, she's probably thinking, oh, I've got time. You know, I can date whenever. I can meet new people whenever. Um, and this is something that a lot of us do. We don't fully use the present. And then we think about it when we're in the future. Um, I was the same at one point. I was actually telling someone recently that I did university wrong. I used to read, like actually read during reading week while my friends would go out and and then sleep in the next morning. Um, But I changed that during my master's. Um, But again, I did things the wrong way around. I should have probably been less serious um, during my undergraduate years, but I was more serious then. And then I was a little bit less serious in my master's. But I just kept thinking, hey, you know, I want to I want to make sure that I'm. I, you know, I've got grades good enough to get into the right um, postgraduate university. So I feel like I did things the wrong way around. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. But I do often think about it. And I think about what, you know, what would have happened if I had um, been just a little bit more curious about stepping out of my comfort zone and actually doing it. Uh, what would have happened if that first reading week that I had, instead of going to the library from 9am until 5pm, um, I decided to socialise a little bit uh, with my flatmates, for example. I never did it. Um, and then I never got a chance to because we all moved out into separate houses. So could I have had more friends or could I have found um, friendship somewhere unexpected? No one will know. But I guess this is just how life was meant to turn out. And it did. So yeah, I do I do think about it and I feel like that was an incredible part of my life, but could it have gone differently? Nobody knows. Um, another theme is getting nostalgic about the childhood that we had. This is something, you know, especially when you're talking to your family, um, your siblings, you get transported into the simpler times um, a lot. Um, when I when I chat to my sister sometimes, it's it's like, you know, about things that we 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 um we used to watch um, some of the BBC miniseries of um, period dramas um, together. Just So I think I mentioned, in, oh yeah, when I was having a rant about Bridgerton, I said that this used to be kind of my thing. Um, but my sister watched a few of them with me. She watched um, North and South and Wives and Daughters, both by Elizabeth Casco with me. And they were both um, kind of love stories and both of them had just the right mix of good-looking male actors and... <clears throat> storyline and um you know drama and that kind of thing so the right combination of all of these factors that lead to um a good period drama so we used to watch that and then uh, you know during our kind of that period of our lives when we were teenagers and I would have been what 14 and she would have been 
18 and yeah so she yeah oh yeah I remember that she just uh, went to uni as well and then um, we started watching these things and we would um, wait until our parents went to sleep and then we would take this into the living room uh, the big tv in the living room and then we would get some snacks um, obviously she would make me get them because I was the younger one and so easily bullied um, I would heat them up in the microwave, I would bring them out, we would turn the lights out, and then I remember one time we saw a cockroach in the living room and that scared the bejesus out of us. Um, but it was it was just, it was such a fun time, you know, in our minds, we don't think about the panic um, after seeing that cockroach. We think about how it was a time for us to bond. And, you know, <laughs> I just had to stop myself from saying bond, James Bond. So just, I mean, I did say it in the end, but I, I feel like I should just uh, mention that that took a lot of hard work, even though I failed. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was a good time for us to bond. And see, I did it again. It was a good time for us to connect. I think, yeah, that I'm going to leave it with connect. Um, and, um, you know, our relationship kind of strengthened as we grew older. Obviously, with um, with siblings, that's not a surprise. When you're kids, you hate each other. She really hated me because I used to hog all of her clothes. And I used to, I want to say hate. I feel like hate is a very strong sentiment. So I used to dislike her for um, finding my act of hogging her clothes to be that bad. So anyway, yeah, obviously we had a troubled uh, relationship when we were kids. And um, we we get nostalgic about the time when our relationship strengthened and that came by through these period dramas so when we think about these period dramas we get nostalgic about the childhood so this can obviously you know for everyone it's different not everybody probably thinks of bbc period dramas when they think of when they get nostalgic but it's just something so simple and something so unexpected that takes you back um to a part of your life that doesn't exist anymore or, you know, that only exists in our minds. Um, but the kind of the recurring theme in nostalgia is going back to a part of our lives where we had basically no responsibilities, no expectations, and in effect, no rules. So it's not that we're getting nostalgic about a time in our lives where, you know, we were... Obviously, we don't... We, don't, we never think about... Um, a time of our lives where things were hard and then we feel like oh you know I didn't appreciate enough how lucky I was to get through that period of my life um we never get nostalgic about that if you think about like for a lot of people for example a breakup is a part of their lives that makes them so much stronger but you would never get nostalgic about that you would never think oh um you know I I I just got taken back to that period of my life where I was down in the dumps um and I'm so grateful that I built myself up and I became the person that I am today. That that rarely ever happens because as, you know, with, in the human mind, we don't, we, gratitude doesn't come to us that naturally. It has to be worked on a little bit. But getting nostalgic about a period of our lives where we had nothing um, holding us back or anything, um, that is easier to, to get to in our heads. So is nostalgia a good thing? Nostalgia is basically like taking a step back into your personal history. And I always think history is a good thing. Um, knowing where we come from and acknowledging how far along we've made it. And also knowing the mistakes that we've made and not repeating them if we can help it. 
I feel like this is why history is important. We can capture our personal histories in our journals. For example, I've said it before um, in an episode, a journal is like reading a book which is written on you and by you. So is it a good thing reading and then rereading your own book, um, thinking about the past? Yes and no. I feel like there's a very thin line um, between being stuck in the past and being nostalgic about the past. If you can think about the past with fondness and just be a little bit jealous of how easy past you had it, that's fine. That's harmless, you know? If you just think about, oh, yeah, you know, I miss second year of university, um, going to club nights and, you know, two pound cabs and, you know, just coming home and not having a hangover the next day. I miss that part of my life. That's fine. Um, But if you kind of continually obsess over the past and can't seem to enjoy anything in the present at all, I feel like that's when you need an intervention in your mind. You need to bring yourself back down to earth from this mental time travel that you're engaging in. Because whatever you do, the past is in the past and it's not coming back. Bit grim, isn't it? What a wonderful thing to think of on a Wednesday afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. Anyway, that was my uh, two cents on nostalgia. I suppose um, reconnecting with my past life these past few days has brought about these emotions um, about the past and I basically just use this podcast as my personal venting platform. So thank you for tuning into this and listening in. And if you found this to be relatable at all, give us a follow on Instagram. It's at ask underscore Alia underscore. Um, I hope um, you found this a little bit relatable. I I hope that, um, you know, if you do feel like you're stuck in the past a little bit, I hope you find a way to bring yourself back into the present and enjoy the present a little bit more. Um, Think about Andy and what he said about the good old days, because, you know, you never know when things, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a grim thought. You never know when things can go downhill, but it's just, it's good to know that present you is a pretty good person and present you is doing a good job in holding you together. So maybe just have a little bit more appreciation for present you and your present life. Even if there's, everybody has issues, everybody has problems. Um, Two days ago in my journal, I wrote literally this sentence verbatim. I feel like I can't see anything. Um, I feel like I don't know where I'm going. And, um, you know, that's not a particularly delightful thought, but I think that's everyone, isn't it? Everyone's got qualms about where they're headed and it's easy to get caught up in how easy life used to be. Um, But that's not what life is about. It's about thinking forward or thinking even in the present, you know, how to make now and the future um, something to live in, you know, make it worth the effort that you're putting in. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that and I will be back next Wednesday with another episode, although this time it's going to be from my quarters in Dubai. Until then, I hope everyone has a good week. So it is a toodaloo to vous.